0: There are six emergency exits. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint.
1: <laughs> just getting a little, little pilot. Seven here, footers everybody. crew. What is going on? Action packed show for you guys today. Gerard and Jenna here. You know what it is. Seven footers. Uh, guys, nothing eventful happened while we were gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is the NBA. It's so funny, Jenna. I was um I was at Barclays on Saturday um for the Wizards game. So of course, Friday, um Kyrie Irving demanded a trade. And then that is on a Friday news dump, right? Friday afternoon, everything's nice and quiet. Nobody paying it any attention. It's like four
1: o'clock. Right. Now we're all signing off. Getting ready then... to go
0: home. And next thing you know, oh shit, Kyrie demanded a trade. Okay. Saturday, he was not in attendance, calf soreness, all that, whatever. Um, and, you know, never a dull moment, right? And then Sunday, the news breaks that the Nets send uh, Kyrie to the Dallas Mavericks in, uh, and Marquise Morris, the Dallas Mavericks, in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian finney Smith, a 2029 unprotected first-round draft pick, a 2027 second-round pick, and a 2029 second-round pick. And, Jenna, this marks the official end of the Kyrie Irving era in Brooklyn and there's so many ways to go with this the first thing I want to say is this what the Nets got in return was more than what I expected uh, because of Kyrie's value around the league Uh, I've talked to people in various front offices and organizations around the league his value is not high because people don't trust this dude for all the obvious reasons, right? That we have recited chapter and verse on this show (laughs) that have been recited everywhere else. And, you know, he is a brilliant basketball player. Brilliant. But what makes it so maddening is, is that in a team concept, he causes nothing but drama and destroys your your whole setup, right? And this is literally since the day he arrived in Brooklyn every season, there has been something. Every single season has been something that kept them off the court. Most of it by his own doing.
1: (laughs) Amen. Couldn't agree more. Um, Interesting stuff because it's just so fascinating to me. I have so many questions because, I mean, you request a trade, right? And two days later, you're gone. Like, This was not hard to do, or so it seems. Um, And interesting things that also came out that, you know, uh, Josiah apparently didn't want to send him to the Lakers. And, you know, I I just, what do you think? The Mavs. Like, Mark Cuban, what's the deal?
0: Jenna, this move from Dallas reeks of desperation. Okay. Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks know they needed another star in there with Luca to help him ease his burden. We, we've said it. Luca's phenomenal, right? Uh, MVP front runner. But that style of ball, we know, is very difficult to go four straight rounds in the postseason and win because you're carrying the load, the load all regular season and then again in the postseason. And again, in the postseason, you don't get to play the Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons, right? All those terrible teams. No, no, no. Everybody you play in the postseason is really good. Okay? So it's much harder for you to beat good teams Four out of seven times for four straight rounds. The other issue is Mark Cuban and the, and the Mavericks are, are worried that Doncic may start growing unhappy. So this is a move to say, "Look, look, Luca, look, we're, we're getting star players in here. We're gonna help. We're gonna help you out." But you bring in that kind of star player who is notoriously unreliable. So you know the Mavs, and it's so funny because Shams reported this from the Mavs' point of view. With our culture, we believe that we're the right place for Kyrie Irving. Oh, your culture that was rampant with toxic masculinity and workplace misogyny. Oh, your culture where you brought in a ex gambler and then he got tossed out because he told Luca to calm down on the sidelines. Your culture, who your former GM, you leaked stories that he was sabotaging you. And ter- that culture is good for Kyrie. Hmm, okay. Sure. We'll see. Um, I don't, I don't look on the basketball court. Of course, you could see how it works. Kyrie and Luke are brilliant offensive minds, but that ain't never the problem. It's never on the court. And I want to be clear about something with Kyrie. Kyrie is not a selfish on the floor player. When he's playing basketball, his teammates love him. Mm -hmm. The problem is he ain't always playing basketball. It's always some other shit every day you come to the arena. Oh God, what's it going to be today? You know, like it's this constant fear and waiting of when's the other shoe going to drop? Jenna, after he returned from his suspension this year after posting the anti-Semitic video and he didn't apologize and things were, things were going well for a couple weeks. What did I say? I was like, boy, we're just waiting for that shoe to drop. Right. Because mm-hmm. It's going to be something. Sure enough. Here we are. Like, and, yeah, you said it would happen. He has given us ample history to go off of. He did it in Boston. He did it in Cleveland. He did it every season he's been in Brooklyn. And you know, there's this thing out there, Jenna, where people are like, you know, y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't like Kyrie because he's a free thinker. Y'all just hating on the man. No, 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 my friends. mm Ain't nobody hating on this dude. He wanted a contract extension, a max extension from the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets said, Oh, we'll give you an extension, but we are putting lots of clauses in there. Clause number one, you have to come to work. That's the first one. I mean, it's a reasonable expectation. If I'm going to pay you, I expect you to come to work. And it's so what makes this so annoying for me, Jenna, is you know me. I am pro player. I am to the left of progressive. But every time I talk about Kyrie, he makes me sound like a right wing conservative person, right? Because he just drives me bananas with his behavior. Dude, you are given a contract and expected to perform and play. Come to work and do your job. Every day, this team didn't know, is he going to show up today? I don't know. Maybe. maybe." You cannot run an organization and run a team that, this this isn't, you don't work in a silo, right? This isn't tennis or golf where you play by yourself. People depend on you. When you don't show up, you screw up everybody else's situation. And the other piece I'll mention, this is, it's one thing I know. And I don't know a lot of them, but I know a couple billionaires. And let me tell you something they, they don't like in their in their regular business outside of sports, the entity that makes them all their billions, that allows them to buy sports franchises. Josai, chairman of Alibaba, basically China's online e-commerce platform like Amazon. He would not tolerate at Alibaba, a high performing employee that he pays millions of dollars to to not show up to work. That shit would not fly, okay? A dude would be out. End of story. Sports is a little bit different because of the way it's set up. You can't just be like, oh, so yeah, Joe being like, I'm not sending you to the Lakers 100%. Why am I going to do the thing that you want when you've done nothing but sabotage my organization the past four years? No, I'm going to send you wherever gets me the best deal I can get. And the Mavericks deal was the best. You get back two players who can play right now and who are above average NBA starters. Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Spencer Dinwiddie, a former Brooklyn Net, 40% shooter from three, can penetrate off the dribble, get to the cup, obviously shoot the three. Dorian Finney-Smith, one of the best defenders in the league, defends one through five, A, you know, in a normal year, 40% three-point shooter. Yeah, and you know what else those guys have, Jenna? No drama. They're going to come to work. So, yeah, you don't get 27 points a game on 50-40-90 like you get from Kyrie. You were never going to get that in return. In, in the NBA, when you unless you trade superstar for superstar, you never get like value back in return. But what the Nets have is peace of mind. They know everyone who's in this locker room is going to come to work on time and show up. Jock Bond, as the head coach is like, huh, I can make my lineups today because I know who's going to be here and who's going to work. Guess what? That level of assurance makes you feel really good. So while their ceiling is no longer as high because you don't have the immense uber talents of Kyrie, your floor is much higher because every day we're going to have a level of competence because people will show up to work.
1: Exactly. And uh, Dinwiddie came up in that culture that they've rebuilt, that good culture. So, I mean, great addition, even in the locker room. Um, yeah. So a lot to unpack, of course. Um, but, you know, the elephant in the room, where does this leave KD? Because, mm. you know, you know, Of course, the trade deadline is in two days on February 9th. There's rumors floating around. You're the best person to ask about it. Um, And he doesn't seem too happy. Again, I say seem because he did not speak to uh, reporters yet about this. But a lot of conversations I'm seeing in debates and commentaries, how much of it falls on him because he wanted Kyrie in Brooklyn.
0: I mean, you know, Kevin. Kevin decided to leave the Golden State Warriors. A championship organization that's proven that they can win championships because they just did, right? They won two with him there. <laughs> decided to, he decided because you want to do something different. That's fine. You're a free agent, that's your right. To team up with his best friend, Kyrie Irving. Well, homie, your best friend just left you. Now, again, everyone's gonna say, Oh, this is business, it's the NBA. We're still gonna be brothers off the we're still gonna be brothers no matter what, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what NBA players always say. That's some bullshit. Okay, because your bestie now left you high and dry. Okay, yeah, I'm out. And you can't blame the organization, right? This is on him. Again, at every turn, he sabotaged you guys. Every single turn. Mm -hmm. That's on him. Now, Durant. So I was at the game yesterday against the Clippers. So it's funny, I was coming down from my media seats. Down into the tunnel into the Balls Arena to go to the to Jock's post-game presser. And Katie's walking with Eli Perlstein, one of the Nets PR guys. So he's coming down the tunnel towards to get go, go into his car. And I'm walking and he all the reporters like on the on the little side, and they're like, Kev, just kept walking. I'm like, nope. hey, Kev, just just straight, nothing. Just n- no, no competition, no nothing. He was on the bench during the game. So that's a good sign that he seems engaged. I think look. He is going to look at this as okay. We got Dinwiddie and we got and we got Dorian Finney Smith. Let's see what other moves the Nets make before Thursday. I think they will make another move. Yeah. The one thing you know about Durant is when he comes back off injury, he's going to play. Right. Yeah. So that's the that's the one thing Kevin Durant will do. He's going to show up to work, and he's going to play. And they're going to see the Nets' goal is Kev. Trust us. This is who we got. Let's run it and see how we do with new additions we have. We're going to make some more trades before Thursday. Let's run it. Let's see how far we can go this season. If they make a run, it may convince him, you know what? We're cool. If things don't really work out this summer, he could say, look, man, it's time. Get me out of here. I need another star. This is not working out. X, Y, Z, and the Nets can move him. I think they wait to move him in the summer, Jenna, because in the summer, they can get more for him than they can get for him now at the trade deadline. Right, because more teams will be willing to open up and move things and do whatever they have to do this summer versus this short term. Now, by Tuesday, yeah, uh, by Thursday, excuse me, you can make some moves, but it's just not enough time. Look, I never want to say never. This league is crazy; anything can happen. But I think it's more likely he comes back, plays, and then see how far they go, and then we'll see if he addresses. He'll address it with them in the in the summertime about where he wants to go next.
1: Yeah. Um KD watch for the summer, but I am just so curious to hear what he has to say. I mean, mm. I feel like this has happened so many times. It's like, how many times can you either defend or how many times can you kind of pull back and be like, it's not my business, blah, blah, blah. Like, so I just wonder, you know, what the texts are like, yo, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> leave him on red. All right. But yeah, I mean... It will also be interesting to see on the flip side in the West, Kyrie and Luka in that backcourt. So.
0: I mean, look, offensively, as I said, they're going to be fantastic. They're going to stink defensively. First of all, they're already 23rd in defensive rating. And that was with Dorian finney smith their best defender. He now leaves. (laughs) They're not going to get better defensively, right? And I know why Dallas did it. In a year where the Western Conference, there's no real juggernaut in the West. And truth be told, Jenna, The league, in terms of winning the championship, is wide open, right? Yes, I favor Boston right now, but look, Mm -hmm. anything can happen. Milwaukee, Philly all look good. Cleveland's young. Brooklyn, but in the West, Denver, they can't guard. Memphis is imploding from within. We'll talk about them later. Yep. The Clippers, uh, the Kings are young, right? The Warriors are disaster central right now. Steph's injured. We'll talk about that later. So I see Dallas being like, you know what? And the Lakers, please, forget about them. They're not even in the playoff picture. So if you're Dallas, you're, you're like, hey, let's, let's go for this, right? Because in the West, we figure in any series against any team, Dallas can say we have the best player in Luka Doncic, right? In any series he plays in, Luka Doncic can and probably will be the best player on the court. Okay, that's one. Kyrie is going to be at worst, what? The third best player? In a series, sometimes the second, they figure, okay, we can't guard, but good luck trying to outscore us because you won't. So I get it, but what I'm saying is, I don't trust Kyrie to do what he's got to do and show up and be right and be accountable and all the things because he has demonstrated he does not want to do that.
1: Would have loved to be a fly on the wall uh, when you know he was talking to Dallas. Like if I were Mark Cuban, I'd be like, listen, bro, you're not going to do this here. Well, and so here's we the thing.
0: Chart tank. Here's the thing. And Dallas is giving him no assurances. Remember, everybody, when this season ends, Kyrie is a free agent. Uh, Jenna.
1: Nobody's talking about that. No she- one is talking about that. No,
0: people are talking about it. Here's the thing, Jenna. There, there isn't a line of teams ready to fork over four years and $200 million to this dude. Or 160 or whatever the number is. Uh, there aren't many. The only team... Dumb and desperate enough is probably the Lakers, right? Probably them. How dare you? Well, because, you know, that's what dumb franchises do. Dumb franchises do dumb things. So they'll they'll probably do it, right? Or find a way to, you know, we'll give you a two-year at this money, then we'll see whatever. Okay. Good luck with him. Again, being on his best behavior, showing up to work every day, right? We'll see how that goes. Again, we have history and we have evidence that supports this. He has not done it in several years, and it's multiple stops: Brooklyn, Boston, Cleveland. It's something. So listen, we shall see.
1: Yeah, and also with Joe Sai, like I'd be like, dude, you want to max for for what exactly? What what have you <laughs> done here to prove that you <laughs> what? I mean, he's I, out that's here like, like legit. My reaction.
0: Well, because Kyrie seems to believe that his talent alone is, and yes. If this is a vacuum, on talent alone, of course you're worth the max. But bro, with you, it's not just your talent. It's everything else that comes into the picture. Again, not showing up to work. Number one thing. You are part of a team and your teammates do not know day to day if you are coming to work or not. Literally. That's a problem, my guy. And you think what? Because you behave for two months? That, oh, yeah, yeah. We we, we believe you now? Get out of here. The Nets were right to want to put clauses in to protect themselves. We're like, we're not going to be on the hook for this. And you pull one of your stunts? Uh Uh-uh, my guy. You don't want it? Fine. See ya.
1: That's it. That's it. Here's the door. All right. Let's get to some more drama because Kyrie isn't the only one stirring up things in the league. These Memphis Grizzlies. Gerard is always uh, a fan, of course, but now they have... uh, Ruffled his feathers, we'll say, a bit. (laughs) I believe you have a message for the Grizzlies that you'd like to share.
0: (laughs) I do, Jenna. I want to give people a little bit of context. So the NBA um, conducted an investigation into an incident that happened uh, in Memphis after a game between the Grizzlies and Pacers on January 29th. Some of you may be familiar with that game. During the game, uh, T. Morant, Ja's dad, John Morant of the Grizzlies dad and, uh, Devante pack, a friend of John Morant's, got into it verbally with players on the Indiana Pacers. Um, that verbal altercation spilled into the post game. So those of you not familiar with arenas, all of you all are at the main concourse level, right? Like above the court, the court level, the event level underneath in the bowels of the arena. You go out to these long tunnels. That's where the team buses are. That's where the, the players' cars are, loading zones, all these other play- all these other things. So if, that's where the locker rooms are when you go to the other side. Following the game, the Pacers were loading out of their team bus with their traveling party, you know, all their, like, team staffers and all that. And Devontae and uh, some other member of Ja's traveling party were continuing to verbally go at the Pacers. Okay, Uh, Pacers, you know, security had to get in between them. Ja, Devontae, and his crew got into their car. One of the two black SUVs that was part of his party and drove away. Pacers players were getting onto their team bus. As the SUV that Ja and Devontae got in drove by the Pacers team bus, there were still players and staffers outside waiting to get on. And they say, that a red laser light coming from the vehicle that job ja was in was pointed at them. According to the reports, people, on the, the people in that Pacers traveling party feared for their safety. Those of you that don't know, oftentimes when people think of a red laser light, they think of it being attached to a gun because that is the context in which many people think of laser lights. Now, the NBA did an investigation and they said, while yes, we can corroborate that there was a laser light being pointed, we cannot corroborate that it was attached to any kind of weapon so we don't we we can't say that because we have no we don't have enough evidence that it was corroborates any 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 weapon
1: mm.
0: uh ja tweeted out about this saying they capping they knew nothing was going on but they still put out this story anyway this that and the third whatever
1: something went on
0: here is my situation we just don't know in part of that verbal altercation between Devontae Packer's Jaws friend and the the Pacers uh, traveling party. It was reported that Devontae said, come get some. You don't know what we got. Like all this bravado, macho, tough guy talk. right. Which is, you know, whatever. Another piece of of news I'd like to share that many people may not know. John Morant is being sued by a teenager um, who says that he was at a pickup game at Jaws house uh, last summer, and ja, opened, uh, ja punched him in the face, and when he fell to the ground, continued to, to punch him. The suit alleges that the, the teenager, uh, after a foul call or something, threw a ball, and the ball accidentally hit Ja in the face. And the suit also alleges that Ja held the kid up and asked to the people in attendance at the game at his house, should I do it to him? And then responded by punching him in the face and hitting him while he was down on the ground. When the police came, Josh ja said, yeah, I did punch him, but it was self-defense. He came at me first. I want to be clear about something. Anybody can file a lawsuit against anybody. It doesn't mean shit. I can file a lawsuit against Jenna right now because I think Jenna said, Jenna said, I hate your shirt.
1: Well,
0: okay, fine. Yeah, but- I can, I can file a lawsuit. A judge will see it and go, this is bullshit. I'm throwing this out. I don't know where we're at with that process yet. So just because a lawsuit was filed doesn't mean anything. But Ja did admit to punching him, but said it was in self-defense. Yeah. Jenna, where there is smoke, there's often fire. And John Morant.
1: I feel like Ja said it with that tweet. He really basically said, like, there was a story and you went with it.
0: John Morant, you know, last year, everybody remembers the quote. We from the M. We don't duck no smoke. We climb up the chimney. All yeah. this bravado talk, and there's you know, there's a lot of you know of that gangster element in the way that he he converses. Kendrick Perkins said this. Uh, all those talking heads on, on those sharp on those he yeah, I'm gonna say like all, all those talking heads on those shows say it. They're like, look, Ja, you're not hood, and you're not a gangster like. Th- there are real people out there who are about that kind of life. Who yeah, that, that is what they do. You are a professional basketball player who's about to, I believe next season, kick into your rookie maximum extension, making generational type of money.
1: Right. My guy. And that shoe deal.
0: This and you could shoot your Nike signature shoe, all that. This type of activity doesn't jive with a person who is doing that. And the Grizzlies. Adopt Jaws persona. You know me, Jenna. I love the Grizzlies. Jaron's my guy. All that. I love that they play with an edge and a confidence. They talk trash. Love it all. Keep it to basketball. Don't let it spill out into other things. Whether or not there was a weapon or not, clearly the 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 the, the investigation uncovered there was a red laser light. Why play around and pretend it was a gun? Gun violence is a serious thing, especially in Memphis, right? But really, it's an epidemic nationwide, right? Why are you even fooling with stuff like that? There are legitimate people out there, Jenna, who got nothing to lose, who will happily be like, oh, y'all about that? Cool. We about that, too. And they serious. So that is not a good look. And again, the Grizzlies adopt Jaws persona. And I'm just not liking what I'm seeing right now. Let's move to on the floor, Jenna. Losers of 10 of their last 11 games. And now, Ja's out here talking. So he was asked, do you think that the NBA hates the Grizzlies? Or the most hated team in the NBA? We are. You see it every day on social media. Anything that got something to do with the Memphis Grizzlies, it's frontline national television, national people tweeting it, putting it out. Anything else, it don't be said. I feel like we wasn't the only team on a losing streak, but we're the only ones mentioned. Yo, yo my dude. mm 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 you don't get to talk bold and bravado about how you ain't ducking no smoke. You climb up the chimney. We go on talk. If you don't like it, th- okay, listen, again, as I said, I have no problem with that. But if you're going to do that, you got to back it up. And when you're getting your ass kicked, again, losers of 10 of your last 11, people are going to talk about it because you invited that by how you act and your bravado, which again, I have zero problem with. It is sport. It is entertainment. I always say. If you don't like someone's trash talk, then shut them up. Well, Ja, they kind of shutting you up right now. Y'all lost 10 of 11. So don't be mad that people are coming at you now. You've invited this in, in your whole swag and persona and how the Grizzlies act. Again, I love it. But y'all got to take it. Now that you're you're realizing, Jenna, and this is something that I hope the Grizzlies get. Winning in this league ain't easy. Last year, you had that meteoric rise, second best record in the league. You thought, what? Oh, this year, we're just going to be the best record. We're going to walk to a championship. No, my dudes. Everybody out there, do not get it twisted. Don't let the Warriors and LeBron James convince you that winning is easy in this league. Matter of fact, you're going to look far. Look at LeBron James right now. Ain't doing so hot with the Lakers, is he? Winning is a tenuous thing in this league, and it is hard. And... If you don't ap- approach it the right way, teams will happily want to kick your ass. And yo, the Grizzlies, y'all invited this. Yeah, the rest of the league doesn't like you because y'all talk a lot of shit. So now they're giving it back to you. And now you're seeming to not respond well to it. Hey, you started it by talking that talk. So you have to back it up now. It's put up or shut up time. And this, to me, Jenna, right now, pardon my long soliloquy, this is a, this is a moment. This is a yeah. moment right now for this team. They are in a, to me, and I don't want to sign hyperbolic, but this is a moment of truth for them right now. Which direction are they going to go? Because they have the talent to be a dynastic team, but it ain't easy to just, you don't just show up and become a dynasty, man. You got to put in the work and defeat people. And the last thing I'll say, all that, we ain't afraid of the West, we ain't tucking nobody. Yo, the Warriors still beat y'all ass every time every time no matter who's in the lineup they beat Mm y'all so if i'm memphis i might quiet down a bit and get my ass back to work and be like nah we, we, we we haven't done anything yet we've accomplished nothing in this league yet
1: yeah i mean that's uh It's a big moment, too, solely for John Moran. He obviously is the face and leader of that team. And this is going to speak volumes as to how he handles this and the outside stuff happening of people chirping and whatever happened with the Pacers. And that last line, I feel like we wasn't the only team on a losing streak, but we're the only ones mentioned. Nah, homie. Whenever somebody's on a losing streak, they are mentioned. Oh, we talk
0: about it. Oh, we talk about it. (laughs) Okay.
1: You're not that special. Y'all not. Um, You know. In that way, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, let's move on because we got to talk about some trade buzz because mm-hmm. the deadline is coming up in 48 hours on February 9th. Let's talk about the uh, Raptors because mm. they're very active out here. A lot of rumors, a lot of reports. Talk to me about OG Ananobi. Fred Van Vliet is a big name out there right Pascal now. C. Pascal Siakam. Yeah.
0: Well, Jenna, the, see what the Raptors have all the cards right now? They have the players everybody wants. And Masai Ujiri knows this, so he's going to hold out for the best possible offer he can get. Now, you want to be careful with that, right? Because, you know, you hold out, no, I'm going to get something better. Nothing materializes, and, you know, maybe you don't get your guy. Maybe you got to wait till the summer. Maybe Masai's cool with waiting for the summer. Here's what I do know. OG Ananobi will help a lot of teams. He is an incredible defender, a career 37% three-point shooter. I would love him on Memphis. Uh, Maybe you move Dylan Brooks out of there. You bring OG in, much more stable, less vo- hot-headed and volatile, right? Less of that mercurial up and down. He can give you a little more scoring on the wing. He thinks he can create off the bounce a little bit too. Um, Fred Van Vliet definitely wants to get paid. Look for the you – know, the Clippers need a point guard, so they might be thinking there. But again, besides probably going to want three, two to three first-round draft picks. I mean, the asking price is going to be steep. There's been talk about Brooklyn looking to potentially get either OG or Fred or mm-hmm. Pascal – I think the asking price that Messiah is going to want is going to be too high for Brooklyn to give, and so I don't think they're going to be able to do it. But look, the other thing about this time of year, Jenna, is agents, GMs, everybody be lying on the phone, telling you one thing, something else is happening, trying to pump up the value for their guy, downgrade it for somebody else. It's, it's this constant shell game. I do think the Raptors are the team that they have pieces that people want. Whether Messiah or Majiri moves them or not, that 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 waits to be remains to be seen.
1: You think uh the Lakers can use any of those three guys? Uh,
0: they sure can, but what do the Lakers have that that Masan wants? But besides Blackbrook. Yeah, no thanks. Um us think Russ's expiring contract, yeah, that ain't that ain't enough. Uh and that two that 2027 first round and 2029 first round. Okay, that's a start. The problem is what young players on the Lakers right now would the Raptors want to potentially have on the same timeline with Scotty Barnes? Wenyan Gabriel, Austin Reeves.
1: They shipped them all out before that. So
0: I mean, I just right. There's there's nothing, there's nothing there. So Kyle Kuzma's a name to watch, although I don't know that Washington. The thing about Kuzma is he's made it he's made it very clear he wants to play in LA again. So he's and he's gonna be a free agent at the end of the season. So you're gonna give up something for a two-month rental and then he may not resign with you. You know, so the it's Kyrie likely is the biggest name. That will get moved. Um, likely. Uh, not. I'm not saying it's a you know 100, but likely, because because to get salaries to match, it's a difficult thing in this league. It's hard.
1: Yeah, very much. Uh,
0: Ferkman Furkman from the 76ers. Yes, he demanded a trade from the 76ers. I mean, okay. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I mean, okay, Furkman. Like, yeah, because he's not in the rotation, right? George Niang is getting those getting those minutes. Look, he's a guy who can shoot. Ostensibly, you know, he might have some value somewhere. Maybe you get a second round pick for him. Who knows? He's someone who could be on the move.
1: Mm. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Real quick note here. Our guy, Steph Curry, missing all-star. KD's also missing all-star. Yeah. Um, Curry's injured. Partial tears uh, in that left leg there. Not good stuff when you hear the word tear.
0: No, the, the Warriors, and this is going to impact what the Warriors do come the trade deadline, right? I mean, if they think they have a chance to, I mean, right now it's not looking like they're going to repeat, right? It just looks too insurmountable. But if they think they still can and Curry's injury is not that bad, the young guys, Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, are they on the block? Are they going to move? It'll be very interesting to see what they do there.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Get well soon, Curry. Um, And another note here, too. uh, We're recording this on February 7th. The Lakers play Mm -hmm. the Thunder and LeBron James is 36 points away from passing Kareem on the mm-hmm. NBA's all-time scoring list.
0: A, could happen a, tonight,
1: could happen against the Bucks. A,
0: a historic, historic mark. We'll talk about it next week after once he passes the record. Um, you know, doing it tonight will be fine. I mean, I think there's something sort of uh, symmetrical if he does it against the Bucs, being that that was the team that originally drafted Kareem when he was Lou Alcindor, the team he first played for, won his first MVP, won his first NBA championship with the Bucs. So I think and else. and with and with the team that Kareem finishes career with, with the Lakers, right? That LeBron now plays on with Kareem in the house. I think that would be a lot more symmetrical and be a nice tidy story. Um, but either way, this accomplishment by LeBron is outstanding. And Jenna, what it really is showing us is, is that yes, it's about longevity, of course, because you you don't break these kind of records if you don't play it for a long time. But He's playing elite basketball this late into his career. He may not be an MVP candidate, but he's still an All NBA level player in year twenty. When it's all said and done, and you look at all the accolades, Jenna, LeBron is probably the best basketball player we've ever seen. Right when you look at everything in its totality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, Gerard. <laughs> I
0: did that Forever. Oh my God. I'm gonna cry tonight.
1: I know <laughs> if he doesn't do it. Oh, I can't even. Oh, amen. I have nothing else to add.
0: <laughs> As always, folks, you know where to find us: Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud. At Pod on Twitter, at Simboders Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector at Jenna Selly. And until next time, everybody. Peace.